Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gifts from Gifted, my podcast. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube. And also, this will be posted on all audio platforms, uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The links are all in the description and the comments. So if you're rocking with the podcast, make sure to tap in. Um, I appreciate all the support. We've been consistent week to week to week. Again, every Monday at 10 o'clock, I aim to drop this podcast, and we're here. Um, So without further ado, I want to get right into it. So this was a very interesting week for me. Um, I went through a lot of different things physically and also emotionally, and I feel like before we focus on the money topic of this podcast, I want to hone in on those things that I went through. So for me, the way that I view this podcast, I view it as a way for me to work through some of the current issues that I'm going through in my life and like having a platform to like talk about that and put my feelings on wax. But also I want it to be like inspiring for other people to like fight through their issues as well. So I'm going to start off with some positive stuff. So first off, um, work for me is going well right now at this current moment. I... I'm getting accustomed to working different types of shifts. And so far, I've found a way to mix content creation with that as well. I'm still obviously trying to better myself in that regard. But Rome wasn't built in a day, so it takes time, obviously. But as far as this last week, um, two days ago, I got bit by a dog. And that was a wild experience for me to go through. Um, I'm okay. Thankfully, I got very, very, you know, blessed that it wasn't any worse than it could have been. They did puncture skin, so I had to go to the doctor and see exactly what would come of that situation. But I was okay. I had to wait in emergency for like two or three hours, but I was able to be just fine. I don't have any issues right now, so I'm going to probably wind up going back to work. Uh, Forgive the voice. It is currently 6.01 in the morning when I'm recording this, but we grind, you know? So yeah, um, I got bit and I don't, I don't necessarily blame. No. Okay. I feel like the owner does have blame to take, but at the same time, it, it happened so quickly. They didn't have time to grab their dog before it bit me. And it's weird because for me going through that type of experience, it's a very interesting one to say the least because I've never been bit and I didn't know exactly how I would respond. And I feel like for a lot of people, something like that would really dishearten them and make them like feel turned off to the work that they do. But ultimately, I signed up understanding exactly what the situation was. And I feel like me knowing that makes me not really feel bad or threatened because ultimately I know that is a result of what I'm doing could happen. Just like how I said, like people came into the mail truck, like that's a reality of of what I'm currently working right now. So I'm okay. I've been drinking water. I've been doing a whole bunch of things on that regard, but that actually wasn't the craziest thing that happened to me. Um, After that, I had a confrontation with my parents. And... I respect my parents, like, fully to a T. Like, I think that their influence 
in my life has been very, very big, and they've done a lot of things for me. But this happened the day after I got bit, which is very bad timing. But life, from what I've learned at least, moves on. You know, like, you don't have the luxury to just, you know, sit down and have things come at you in waves. Sometimes if things are going bad, everything can go bad in a day a second a minute a weekend whatever so i had to deal with that and some hurtful things were said to me but i know that like my parents care about me they love me and they want the best for me so i understand that and it's just hard for me to like sit down and like express me understanding that because for me at least i always try to be a logical person and for me, I've learned a lot that sometimes logic and emotion just don't mix. You have to find a way to like have IQ, yes, but also have EQ. Like have to have an understanding of those emotions. And for me, at least, I take that out of the out of the way when I'm considering people because I think if I don't act on emotion and I act on logic, it's easier to deal with someone like me because I'm not going to, you know, give you a reaction that you can't logically respond to. So for me, that's just how I view the world and that's my perspective. But specifically with my parents, in the conversation that we had, it started over the way that I was asking questions. My dad needed some help. And again, he's not from this country. So for him, he'll have questions about things that might seem fairly simple, but you still have to like explain it to him in a certain way. So I was trying to help him. And I was trying to explain, like, like I just want to know exactly what your issue is and how I can help you. And the way that I phrased it potentially made him think that I didn't want to help him that he was a burden and obviously it feels weird considering the, the fact that when I got bit by a dog he was there and like he, he he helped take me to the hospital and deal with all of those things and then obviously for him to need help the very next morning and I responded the way I did he wasn't feeling that and Ultimately, for me, the biggest thing I learned from this confrontation is the way that you deal with people, you're going to have your battles where you feel like you handle things correctly. Um, I don't think that I, I treated my dad any different than I always do. And maybe that is a deeper issue that I have to find a way to resolve. But for me, at least, that wasn't my intention. But in life, what's very important to always note and make sure that you understand before doing anything that you do in these interactions is that intent versus impact is a real thing. You can intend to do the right thing, right? I can intend to, to like, you know, help my dad. I can have the proper intentions. But ultimately, intent versus impact are two totally different things. You can have positive intentions all you want, but ultimately, if you still wind up impacting that person in a way, even if you can't control it, you just have to acknowledge that and move on. And it was hard for me because that disagreement 
that we had led to a, a big feud between me and my dad and my mom. And like, it was a very interesting turn of events. And I was very upset, primarily because I don't really get emotional like that. I don't really cry or do things like that because I always just think, what does that do for the situation? If I'm shutting myself down and having like hate or like anger in my heart, what does that do? Like that's not healthy. So for me, I try to just stay focused and stay logical, but my walls broke down, man. I, I was I was very vulnerable and upset based on the words that were being said to me. And this is this is a reveal all podcast, but I'm not gonna dive into the specific things that were said to me. I just know that inside I felt really, really down. And I guess that's how they felt with the way that I was communicating even though that's not what I try to put out there. So I'm just trying to have peace and understanding with that. And hopefully I can limit this from happening again. But it was a very significant thing for me. I cried. And again, like, I don't cry. I'm a real one, <laughs> you know? So that was something. But um, that that isn't the primary focus. But I feel like I needed to address that because that has been on my mind ever since it happened. And to me, that really shapes the way that I view things and talk to people. Like, I try to be as patient as possible because patience in life will take you a very, very long way. You might be upset and frustrated, but if you treat people the correct way, then you will, will also be treated in that same vein. Or like, that's something you can hope for, right? So. I just wanted to highlight that quickly before we dive into the other topics of this podcast. So obviously last week I talked about life in general with things that happened after a near-death experience. Um, this week for the podcast, I want to specifically talk about money. And I touched on it briefly last week, but I'm going to fully dive into some specific areas so money in the black community for me is something that we don't necessarily talk about a lot in the healthiest of ways um i feel like the mainstream view is money is this very important thing money is almost synonymous with your status and basically if you're chasing money if you have a whole lot of it then you're good or like you're more masculine or it means a lot more to you. And specifically in the United States, which is the country that I'm in, money's a very big thing, especially for like males, because that is how we provide. For the male, you know, population here, when you have a lot of money, you have the power to purchase many things and you can provide for your household or even for yourself, and that directly feeds into the standing that you have. Um, for me growing up, a lot of my friends would use money to get things like name brand items, uh, food, obviously, or, or like car, like that was their focus levels with money. For me, the way that I viewed it, which I gave some insight to last week, 
um i i viewed money as this thing that i was scared to lose because i understood what took like i understood what it took to get to that because specifically my dad like how, how hard he would work to provide even though he would barely see me physically i understood how much he was going through just to provide even though we were struggling i understood like like how in my house my mom was like trying her hardest to provide to make sure i could eat healthier items which ultimately cost more so like at a young age i kind of dissed myself away from those types of things i would want like like new shoes new clothes that level of materialism is something i was never fully aligned with only because of how much of a stress it could put and i didn't want to be a distraction to my parents asking for these things that they already work hard enough to provide so for me i cut that out early on but that wasn't a healthy way to look at money and like even though that might sound like the easy way to like oh you know what don't ask for much like being really low maintenance is good yes that is good but ultimately i feel like you have to have a balance both ways when it comes down to managing money or even thinking about handling any form of it and specifically the mindset i have today is a more even keel money is simply a means to an end money is a item that you can get that can get you other things absolutely but to make money you have to be willing to spend money and i just wasn't wired like that like i would get ten dollars twenty dollars thirty dollars or whatever and i would just hold on to it i wouldn't spend it i would just save it thinking that if i just do this every single time i'm good but ultimately growing up when you're spending more money on things that can produce it more for you that's how you grow your status and also while we're talking about that no one talks about credit and i want that to be a very big point in this podcast here because credit is super duper important it just is um credit is you being able to establish a trust and trust in life takes you a very very long way but i feel like when people think about credit it's this scary topic that can be divisive because it's something that's unique and it deals like heavily with your status as far as to governments or to things that can really impact your life if you have a bad credit it's very hard to you know have a successful life in the united states it just is because trying to get a car a house mortgages down payments whatever it is a lot of that revolves back to credit so let's let's unpack credit first so again credit is simply a trust that you establish over time by paying bills on time and by taking money from another outfit and giving it to them back on time that's that's what credit is that's really what matters i feel like a lot of times we get lost in everything else let's focus on that definition and for me i didn't learn about credit until i was possibly 14 15 it was sometime like that 
and I was so attached to just physical money, like touching it, having it in my hands. Like that's what the focus level for me was back then. However, I understood that by by spending money through credit, you're able to boost your standing so you're eligible for other things. And it felt weird to me because I was like, why would I want to use someone else's money? Why would I not just want to focus on myself and use these other items here to provide? Why would I want to like lean on basically the government compared to me just having the money to do what I wanted to do? And the reason why is it's not about you doing it because you need to do it per se, but it's more about you establishing a rapport early on. So if you're ever in a position where you need to, because you've established that trust, they're more prone to give it to you in whatever volume you may potentially need. So understanding that, I realized that with simple purchases, like if you use your credit card, which you have to apply for, obviously, but your primary focus with the card should be, I'm going to use it for simple bills, simple lifestyle things. And I'm going to use that to build upon my credit. Like every month what I do, I pay for Spotify premium. I pay for gas and I pay for other miscellaneous items all with my credit card. That's what I do. And the key threshold that you want to focus on is the amount. So say, okay, say you get a, a credit card, right? And you get approved for a card that has a thousand dollar limit. What that means is the maximum amount of money you can pull from that credit card is a thousand dollars. You can't exceed that, right? What most people will think is, okay, this is someone else's money. So I can pull out like 4,000 of it. I have a thousand dollars total. So I'm good. But that's the wrong way to, that is the wrong way to look at it. When it comes down to it, of that $1,000 that is there, what you have to actually do is realize what that is and take less. And the reason why I say that is because credit is a trust. So if you're just starting out trying to build credit, there is no track record of who you are. And the reason why that is important to note here is simply because, because there's no track record, that's like me saying this. Imagine I come to you listening, right? And I say, I need $500. And you don't know me from a can of paint. You, you would hesitate to give me that money because you don't know me. I haven't built up any trust. Compared to if a friend or close relative that you've known for years asks for it. Because you have some type of trust that's been built up with that person. When you're starting out with credit, there is no history. You're not in the system. So... The trust isn't there. And then when you're taking a higher amount of money out, which specifically above the 30% margin, that can hurt your credit simply because you don't have the history. The biggest piece of the pie when it comes down to building credit is your credit history because that is literally the blueprint or the record for how long you have sustained paying that credit back and building up that rapport with these companies. So if you're just starting out, you want to focus on maybe not so many streams of credit 
maybe just one credit card, right? But ultimately, you want to be consistent in what your purchases are every single month. And you want to make sure that it does not exceed 30% usage. And the reason why you specifically focus on 30 is once you go over 30%, that's when your credit score can actually drop early on simply because you're using a high percentage of it. And in their minds, if you're a responsible person, credit is this thing that you call upon, but you don't 100% rely on. So if you're using up 30 to 40% of it consistently over and over and over, they're going to think, man, this person is so dependent on using credit compared to their own funds. Why should I trust them with our money? That's just not how that works, sadly. So the way that you grow out of that, though, is you focus on the 20%. You focus on the 10% and you pay that back consistently. And then over time, that's going to boost your credit up because you're being consistent with payments. The amount that you're taking out is consistent. And every month, you're building more and more and more of a history. And that's that's really what matters. For, for a lot of people, there's a common misconception that when it comes down to building credit, you can just do things however you want as long as you pay it back. And that's not what it is. But also, there are specific things that are important to know as well with that. So when you apply for a credit card, they pull your credit and they basically see where you are and what your history is. If you have no credit, it can be hard to get approved for one simply because you have no track record. However, once you get approved, they start you off light and then you have to like prove yourself to, you know, change that credit limit requirement. If you're trying to build credit in a healthy way, but at the same time, like make actual purchases, you want to aim to have a credit limit that is higher than a thousand because obviously once you use $300 of that thousand, you're at 30%. So, so typically you want to aim to have like a, like a $10,000 limit, $12,000 but that comes with time because again, you have to be approved for that. And every time a new company pulls your credit, you initially take a blow because they're testing you out, but you can build it up with good habits. And good habits matters, and that doesn't just apply to credit or money management, but just in life, you wanna have good habits because that can carry you through a lot of hardships if you're focused on that in the right way. So for me, um, I learned all of this through a program that I was in. My mom, she works for the flight airlines, Delta, and they had a uh, boot camp to where they would put us hip to what credit was and how to manage money. And I was in that boot camp. And I remember a lot of these tools and devices from the class I was in. So if you're just starting out, what I would recommend is apply for a credit card Try to aim for a $1,000 limit. If they give you more, that's perfect. But then once you're done with that, literally set up auto pay, which auto pay is key. I would set up auto pay from your checking account to always pay off your credit card because you do not want to mess up and pay your bill late because that can severely hurt your credit score. It can drop you several points, like 20, 30 points or whatever. So set up auto pay so that way every year, year every month from your checking or your savings account the money is instantly coming out to pay for the credit card and then once you keep doing that 
for like a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, whatever, the consistency in that track record, as long as you're on time, is going to significantly boost your overall score up. And the scores that are good are typically within the 700 to 800 range. Now, granted, you can like still have 600. That's not bad, but I'm focused on having the best credit possible. Because if you have the highest numbers possible, you will then be in a different bracket than other people who have credit issues. You won't be in there at all. So you really want to aim to be in that 700, 800 range. Right now, I have a credit score of 738 the last time that I checked. And I'm 23. So like I'm still young. I still have a ways to go and multiple things to learn. But for me, I just keep it simple. Um, I don't budget, which I need to do. But I also like understand when to use certain purchases. I use my debit card on, on big purchases, but my credit card, I I make sure that stays under 30%. No matter what the threshold is, make sure you stay under 30% and you pay it back. So for me, that would be Spotify Premium, that would be uh, gas, that would be groceries sometimes. Um, also like some games if I'm feeling that way. And I make sure to focus on all of those things. But that takes us to the other part of this, which is also important. Streams of credit. So all streams of credit are is basically you having more than one credit card or more than one credit line. There's different things. Like um, for the credit union that I'm involved at, I have a LOC which is short for line of credit. So basically it's this virtual amount of money that at any time I can pull from, but I have to obviously pay back. But at any time I can pull from that and I can literally use that to pay for whatever, but you still have to be careful about the percentages with that. But let's focus on many streams of credit. So most people are gonna tell you that you should aim to have multiple streams early. And I don't think that that's a bad habit um but specifically when you look at it when it comes down to having multiple lines of credit what you're basically saying is you want to have a sweet spot of two to four cars and it can honestly be for whatever you want it to be for it doesn't have to be focused on one individual area you can have a credit card for amazon a, a credit card for Whole Foods, a credit card for Macy's or whatever, but you want to focus on credit cards that are easy, that don't really have many fees, have a good APR, all of these types of things, just because those cards are more sustainable to keep track of. But you don't want to open one everywhere willy-nilly because th those hidden fees can add up and make your time a lot more difficult. So for me, I have an Amazon credit card which i just began doing um i have a wings financial credit card as well which i use for bigger purchases and then i have a base credit card for wings as well which i use for gas premium and other utilities you know so i have it split like that and i think if you're gonna have multiple credit cards it's important to understand and establish a system to where, okay, this card is used for X thing, 
this car is used for Y thing and this other car is used for Z thing. You want to break it up that way. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing with that though, is if you're going to have, I can look, if you're going to have multiple lines of credit, what you specifically have to focus on is not pulling from one as the majority. And I'll break down what that means. <clears throat> Say you have $10,000, right? You have $10,000 of total overall credit. And that is split individually between three cards, right? If you're using, like, let's say 5,000 of that 10,000 on one card, and you're not really using the other two cards, you're going to lose credit. It's going to be bad. And the reason why is you have three sources of credit, and you're pulling over 50% of your overall credit from one, and you're not using the other two. So for the banks, they take that as, wow, so this guy is, is only using one card. He's not even using the other two. So in reality, that doesn't even really count. So the healthier way to break up that 10000 is using like 1000 from each. Or if you break that 5000 okay, 2000 on card one, 1500 on card two, 1500 or on card three until that you know ultimately adds up to the five thousand if you need to absolutely do that and that's healthier because then it's like okay he has multiple lines of credit he's using each one at a significant point and he's paying it back consistently that is really the difference maker that can change a lot of things for you and specifically when you're honed in and tapped in like that that's what helps you build up your credit faster now listen <clears throat> I am not a credit professional. I'm just him. You know, I do this, but I'm not a credit professional. I focus on the margins. I focus on the simple things that I know that I can control. And based off that, that's how I've been able to have success in that regard. And for some of you, your situations are going to be different. Maybe you can't really afford to, to draw back from credit, but I'm a fan of it just because if you're in a pension life and like money isn't coming in at the time, Credit can buy you time to pay certain things back. And also, most of your big time purchases like a car, a house, you know, things of that nature, they're going to rely on you having a great credit score just because for for the banks or the people offering you said product, they're looking at you like that is proof that you will pay them back. That is proof that you are a reliable and trustworthy person to do business with and ultimately getting a house or getting a car is absolutely business that you're doing as an individual and that's how they can tell what deals they should offer off to certain people who they should trust who they should not so you want to focus on having a higher credit because of that so if you're new to credit if you feel weird about it what i would do literally just take out one card aim for a $1,000 limit and just every day buy like a bag of chips or buy some gas or whatever. And every month try to spend $20, $100 on that card. And then once you keep doing that, you'll be eligible to increase the limit of it. And then once you get comfortable with that, you can then get other credit cards. But to me, you got to start from the ground up because most people in, in my community specifically, we don't talk about credit. We talk about 
let's get this money let's let's do this and that let's focus on you know other things which are important for life you do want to have good sense about you but you really want to focus specifically on building up that rapport and that takes time like i only have um two years of me really doing credit just because i was younger and i was learning it but i wanted to build healthy habits first with my debit card and i took time to do that but then once i got older i was like okay it's time to actually expand on my credit and that's how i did it so again your journey can be very different from mine's but that's what i would focus on honestly i think i think that is the best thing for you to really grow as far as credit in that regard so make sure to do that um i also think that something that is very important to not lose track of as well is your money management which is a part of credit but it helps to have a general blueprint of what's going on with your money from month to month now i said earlier i don't budget which i'm gonna start doing next month but that's because i i like i typically don't make crazy purchases typically it's like the same system of things that i buy recently i'm getting out of pocket because obviously i'm trying to grow this podcast and have other types of revenue streams so i've been buying a lot of things to set up the future in that and that takes time but for you specifically if you know that you have sporadic purchases getting a sense of what that looks like on a month-to-month basis can change a lot of things because ultimately what happens especially when you you know have a job and you start to make money is you start spending money on random things and then when you look up it's like damn i spent six hundred dollars this month i spent eight hundred dollars like those things add up and uh, what a budget does is it can isolate how much value you get out of things because ultimately money when it comes down to it is attached to items and products that mean a lot to us but you can break things up in a needs and a wants category if i want to have 2k23 and that's going to cost me 150 dollars i have to see how much that is in comparison to what else i'm spending if i'm not getting anything else that i want and i'm only focused on these for that month that can be my one little option to splurge on which i'm not recommending you pay 150 dollars for 2k that game is ass but specifically you just want to focus on things like that in that nature so just get started and the biggest thing like don't get afraid don't don't let things like hurt your confidence and stop you from doing what you can do no like take the risk go out there just be healthy and responsible about it don't don't take out three credit cards and then not use them and just have them sit there that's a waste of time take those cards out there and go into it with the mindset that i want to build credit and i want to start somewhere because ultimately just starting somewhere is the biggest thing that people are terrified of doing and we live in an age where technology is continually advancing and there's other fields that are consistently growing so you have to be open to experimentation but it's a healthy way to do that that matters so that's my first 
introduction to you guys on credit um obviously i'll be logging my journey on that as we go through but i really wanted to focus on that because those types of like introductory specifics a lot of people just are not privy to and it's harder to do but just take your time with it and again if you're in the comments on on the youtube side make sure to like tell me what tips you have as far as trying to build credit and how you would go about changing your life with that but that stuff matters and for this podcast i wanted to primarily focus on that um next week is going to be a very very interesting week i'm going to probably tell some more stories from my youth and some more life lessons but if there's nothing you leave this podcast with just take the risk apply for a credit card try it out see see how things work and get back to me on that but yeah i'm gonna catch you guys that's the end of this podcast again make sure to like it up if you are on the youtube stream like subscribe that helps a lot but also if you're on spotify apple Podcasts, and all of those places make sure to tap in there as well it helps me grow a lot and helps me find new listeners which i can possibly impact with my stories as well so that's the podcast for this week um if you see dogs outside stray away from them dogs that would help and be about your business and if you're going through family conflicts even though you might feel that you are 100 percent correct in certain spots in those situations put that to the side and remember that family is something that you don't always have and you have to appreciate the loved ones that you have in your life hold that dear to you and try to get past it sometimes you just have to breathe and get through those hardships but that's what makes family family so i'm gonna end out with that peace out everybody i'll catch y'all next week on the gifts from gifted podcast we out of here peace